I'm slowly fading away. Shut the fuck up! I'm slowly fading away to like tone that a little bit. But yeah, no, that that's usually how most episodes started. And just had like at least a while ago. At least a while ago. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly how it starts. It's all organic. Yep. Hey guys, I'm back. I know you're. I'm the one you guys want to hear and see. It's me. You can you can turn this off. This is gonna be episode. One hundred and twenty-two. Good number. Buckle my shoe. <laughs> Why? Because I fucking said so. The seventeen hundreds. You got buckles on your shoes. No, we're drinking mead right now, so we it might, are drinking it mead might right be now, the seventeen hundreds. So oh my god, am Did- I on the Mayflower? <laughs> Christopher oh. Columbus, like what? So, uh... God, I wish you were my history teacher. <laughs> I don't know how to take that because I don't wish. I, I also don't think he should be teaching any young people anything. I like to teach the young children. So this is lots of pasta, and I'm here with Franz McBuhu. Mc, the house of Franz McBuhuya. Franz McBuhuya. Oh. You did not think I would be German today, y'all. And uh, we've been drinking some mead. I cracked open some mead that I uh, I was saving for him. I got it a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know who the last per- I said, hey, mm. hey, you know, mm-hmm. you know who mm-hmm. the last person I had some mead with who? was. Tell me. I said it was Franz McSpoonpoon. I thought you were gonna say, you know who the last person I would want to drink this with is Franz Mc. Friends yeah, make uh, It's really good. I don't know. Um, I don't know what it tastes like. It tastes like alcohol. It tastes like heaven in a cup. Friends. I've had a. I've had a lot of whiskey tonight. I've had a hefty amount of wine. Um, this is the uh, the fourth alcohol I've had. Tonight. What was the one that you had before? And I'm, and I'm chiefing. You had what was that? Coke and rum or something? I actually. That's a good story. Let's start there. What, what we at, dinner? at dinner, I got something called a wiggle. Oh, I forgot about the wiggle. The wiggle is a homemade, home distilled, brewed uh, whiskey from uh, South Southern PA, and um, they've been doing it since the seventies. Nice. And they they treat it the same way they treat beer, so they treat it with certain hops and flavors and there was like a 30 some list you could choose from and i chose the apple wheat and it was quite good so was that the first drink you had that was the first drink okay this is like the sixth i'm on my sixth as well (laughs) i had some red wine so did i i had mia Fuji apple martini. That sounds delicious. And I had me a lavender honey martini. Mm. 
I like uh, a little bit of Mexican in me, so I had some, yeah, Pedro. tequila. His name was Pedro. I was going to say, from someone who's had Mexican in him, it's a good time. Mm. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, it makes him feel like a pinata. Bursting at the seams. <laughs> full of candy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I was going to say, I couldn't think of any so these we're, we're also here with uh, with a new guest on the show who, um, you know, we both know, we're not going to disclose how, uh, we, Frowns and I both know this person, I've known her longer, and that's Let's see. how that ends. Two years, 15 years. Yay. But I've known her long enough to know she's a, she's a mighty good woman. Yeah, that's her name, Mighty Good Woman. No, it's not. Her name on the show. Her no. name on the show is Alley Cat. Meow. Because she's a cat. Mom. She's the goddamn pussy. Yeah. I am the pussy. The so uh, pussy galore is she, not. I am. She had listened to more episodes than Frowns has in his entire tenure. Damn. Being on the show for probably two years. And that's how I earned my spot on and, this show. And Alley Cat has listened to at least five episodes. This which, is pretty accurate. Which is uh, five more episodes than, than Frowns McBoohoo has that? listened to. Someone's going to catch up. You know what? I just, <laughs> Mr. You know, Boohoo. You know what? I listened to the- I do believe this is his 17th, 17th episode, though. And you know what? I haven't even listened to all the ones I'm in. So, like, cut me some slack. If I'm not listening to my own, oh, that's why true. am I listening the one, to yours? The one that I know you've listened to multiple times is episode eight. Oh. <laughs> I can't. And he doesn't even know. Is that the one? Yes. My so yes. sure. Yes, it so is. So, so, so let's, let's just acknowledge, people, if you've made it to episode 122. Go back to eight. Perhaps it is time <laughs> yeah. to go back and listen to episode eight. I like to say that my favorite Frowns McBoohoo is Miss Mary. Yeah, that's the nine. And then uh, after that, it was like a And that just sold me. Yes. He was doing uh, Ling from Kung Pao. Yes. Take me, Mermit. So anyway, uh, I'm here with Alley Cat and Franz McSlusus. McCummy Snatch. And we're going to read, you know, this is going to be like a standard intro episode for for anyone we're gonna read a mixed we're gonna, bag we're gonna read the bible we're gonna read the bible we're gonna <laughs> that's start, scary enough we're gonna, that's the real fear mm-hmm. that's the deep fear that's the fear for the you. instill of god i want to see the receipts the for that fear <laughs> what what <laughs> we haven't given we no one has bought nothing it yet. works with that yet like nothing, yeah you've suggested keep so that many. in your Policia. pants Keep that in your pants. Somebody call IXII. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, man, that was fucking loud. <laughs> His bars are off. Right, we're gonna move the microphone a we're little. We're gonna move it away from Frostbite Boo. A little bit further from him. Okay. Sorry, guys. I got a deep cadaverous bunghole. Trap. Wow. Moving on. <laughs> So, uh, the first, the first story, oh no, we didn't even talk about you yet. Talk about me! Fuck off, I'm talking!
talking about the new talking about the new person. Always has to be about you. Folks. Alley Cat Strike. <laughs> I love that movie. Seven ten split baby. It looks very similar to this. It's accurate. I'm tossing up fruit shack of breath. No, it's the shocker. He's tossing the shocker. Uh, yeah, so that's what um, he's doing. What? <laughs> what? I even so start this. Your uh, you. I, I like your name. I like your name for several reasons, and the main one is because you, you are a pussy. <laughs> You won't watch, do not like scary movies. No, it's like, it is, I'm growing an affinity for them. It just all depends on what type. What would you, what would you say your favorite scary movie is? Oh, I knew this was coming up, but I should have have. prepared. I should have prepared. It depends because I enjoy the artistic value of a good 80s horror film like the poltergeist like it's okay like it's something where if you are five years that's old that's a solid answer and if you are five years old and you watch it it scares the shit out of you but then you watch it when you're like 25 and you're like there was some good shit in this movie yeah. that is worth appreciating on a artistic movie level yeah however i am so into it yeah. the new <laughs> Not the Tim Curry, the new one, and super excited for the second one to come out that I will actually mm-hmm. watch it in theaters, which I have not seen a horror movie in theaters for wow. years. You didn't even see the new Halloween? No, I did really? not. I don't know why. I think I think it's the loudness. It's like it's that the sensory vibe that really. Oh no, that's just, absolutely. It a takes thing. a hold of Halloween. you. Halloween has this uh, has this stinging. And almost like anxiety driven thing where it's all about misdirection. So you always look in the direction and then it plays the yeah, loud yeah. noise and then it always comes out. But the that. thing is also, I highly enjoyed a haunting at Hill House. And I did yes. not think, I did not think I was going to enjoy that. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of knew some of the spoilers that were coming up. So I wasn't okay. like, but at the same time, there were times where I was like, oh, fuck and just like was like no no I cannot believe that the just happened. The more I talk about that show, the more I say that it was probably my favorite thing that I watched in all of uh, 2018. It's very memorable, very memorable, and very interesting, and highly recommended. Even if you are a scaredy cat like me, I think it's only come out like two or three months ago, but I've probably watched it three or four times. What's I your have the favorite time. horror movie? My favorite horror movie. Oh man, I've, ta- I've talked about it on so many episodes. It is absolutely John Carpenter's The Thing. I knew which I it! Actually, which I actually think is 1986. I always get the year wrong. I always think it's early, but it's actually later. It's it's uh, the same year E.T. came out. I also enjoy the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Original. Which can't, original, oh. yes. Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. Yeah. Yes, Donald yeah. Sutherland. Partial nudity, a little Stephen bit in King, there. Right? Oh my god, that that was that was something we watched in high school. That was something I was I was I was like, hey guys, have you watched this? I went through a retro period. I had people watching like the Blob. Okay, Friday, really Friday the going 13th. back? Yeah. Um, I watched all of the original Friday the Thirteenth with a couple people. Um, but yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I at one point all the, got all the way back to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and that's a solid fucking movie. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And that was something that I didn't really see like when I was younger. I didn't even know how I discovered it, but like, I watched it, and I was like, this is good enough that's that I would like to buy movie. it. Yeah, that's the type of movie I definitely, that can I play have on that. cable and not be 
like edited out Changed. profusely. Yeah, Changed I'm sure that's all. probably how I saw it one time. But the ending was definitely like it one of the like best. Something AMC would have played on, on probably like a Thirty Days of Horror. But yeah, that was like one of the endings where I was literally like, <gasps> oh! and you can either. I don't want to spoil anything. That could either be a good <laughs> uh, or a bad uh. In my experience. Or that, yeah. We used, to make, uh, uh. we used to make that noise like really fucking well in high school. I got, you know, it was fucking haunting. What's your favorite horror movie, Frown? Tell me. My favorite horror movie. Yes. Uh, I would have to say it's Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. <laughs> and this is yeah, why this is why I never ask you anything. No, my my favorite horror movie is. Oh god, I shouldn't take this fucking long. <laughs> Even you're saying that. Even I'm like, he's really thinking my hard. My favorite horror movie. Yeah, man. Is uh, the killer clowns from outer space? No, it's not. You li- you literally could have said anything else. Do you know why that is my favorite <laughs> horror movie? You've told the story already. Yes, I've even. Heard Do the you story. remember Miss Alley Cat? Why why is that my favorite horror movie? You could have said The Shining, and I at least would have. Did someone you know, try to? Someone did. Someone did. Someone did fuck fuck me. So that's why you like it? It was the best. You could have said anything else. It was the best white man sex I have. That's right, and that is usually not your. No, my good sir. As as new as new as a new character on this podcast, may I ask a question? Yes. Does that usually happen? Turn the tables. Okay, turning. I guess the shoes on the Uh other hand now. So, unrelated to horror and fear, I guess this is more of a background of a psychological thing. What is your greatest fear? And I'm not going to say like disappointing my parents, like something that's like. Or is that too deep? Is this too deep? I don't want to be too deep. That's not too deep. I know. Likes it really deep, but I don't want to go too deep. Or super uber deep, yes. Like let's. Well, I I actually I don't know if you need you an know, example. Or... You know, I I think I uh, I think I genuinely fear uh, loneliness, <laughs> and I think uh, I think that that's absolutely a lie. I, I absolutely love being alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Tell the truth, Jess. You afraid of your mother? I am afraid of my mother, but that's for several other reasons. So really, at one point I would have said heights. But I've actually jumped out of a plane. You have. And fallen out of the sky. So isn't that supposed to... And that was crazy fun. So I think part of me completely removed myself from my body and just enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something so magical about it. Good to know. Good to know. But then, you know, um, let's let's turn it over to, uh, you know, life fears. I've always had a thing for clowns. I think, um, you know, my aunt's house had a lot of sad clown paintings and, you know, sad clown little statues and shit. And whenever I would have to stay over at her house as a child, I would find myself staying in the bunk bed in that room. No, I would never voice it. I wasn't a bitch. I was just a very unhappy little kid. And, you know, when when my aunt would ask me, no, put it down. Put it away. You you know the rules. Put, put Drinking it. only, no eating on the show. Oh. Come on. At one point, 
I, you know, just kind of bucked up and did it. But I learned years later that my father had the same irrational fear as a child. (gasps) At one point, staying over at... Now, this is my great aunt, which makes it my dad's aunt. Like, actual aunt. So, at one point, when he was staying over at her house as a kid, he took down one of the clown paintings that bothered him mm-hmm. and left it on the bed. And, and, you know, he was just like, I can't fucking look at that. And he forgot that he left it on his bed, oh, that when shit. he was playing with his brothers, running around doing stupid shit, he jumped clean onto the bed and broke through the glass and had to go get fucking stitches mm. because of his irrational fear of clowns. And I just find that story very illuminating. A, a genetic fear, if you will. A genetic fear. I like it. Do you want to know my greatest fear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you would never tell me. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear yes. this. My greatest fear is, is the Catholic priest. Uh-huh. Alley okay. cat. But I will you? tell you why. Oh. Not for the reasons Oh, he wasn't done think. yet. Okay. I'm afraid of them for they may not pick me to be their <coughs> altar boy. Yeah, yeah. that's... <coughs> because the altar boys, they have the most fun, I don't ho- they? And what if I'm not picked to be the starting oh, lineup? okay, honey. Can I tell you how many cracker wafers <coughs> I can hold in my mouth? <laughs> 69! <laughs> Father McConaughey, 69, yeah. Oh. Actually, I'm really afraid of um, higher balloons. Like yeah. the, like the balloon part or the heights and the balloons the together. Thing, there's the, just so many factors. Like there's fire in a hot air balloon. Like it could really just go all different types of ways. I think in general it's going up and the possibility of not being able to come back down. <laughs> so just a fear of like going up and not coming back down. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, alter boy. Alex. Mine is actually seeing a dead body where it's not supposed to be. Meaning, like, if I'm taking a walk somewhere in the middle of the woods, I'm looking for a dead body. I'm going to be that one person (coughs) in all those shows that you see where it starts out. She was on the trail, walking (laughs) her dog, and then she saw something that didn't look right. An old sweater. A missing mitten. And she looked closer. Her dog was acting weird. And there it was. A dead body. I want to get But that's like for real. Like I I personally, I've I've seen obviously like on TV and all that stuff, but it's like, like a dead body where I was not expecting it. (laughs) Let's go back to the mitten. (laughs) Was it a good mitten? Or a bad mitten? Or was it a bad mitten? I need to be slapped around. It was that bad. I'm going to fuck that bird. (laughs) It's a little bad. (laughs) So, uh, that's pretty funny because I've actually seen like three dead bodies. You, I think you've told me that yeah. story. Not where they were supposed to be? Yeah. Like, like live, like it just happened. Okay. What, what wasn't like in some of the I don't know about this. Like I feel like I know, but I don't oh, yeah. know. When, when I was in high school, I witnessed a car accident and it was absolutely on purpose. Dude was trying to off himself. Had to have. And when, uh, when like, me and, like, 13 other people got close enough to the car, you could just see that this dude was fucking gone. Mm. His head was all sorts of fucked up. No bueno. My sister's seen a dead body. She, um, 
saw someone who was on a motorcycle. He was like first timer, like, oh, with his friend, let me playing around. He literally just ran straight into a road. I shouldn't say ran. He rode the motorcycle straight into a wall, bashed his head in, you know, fuck. tried her and her friends, like tried her best to save him, but he was just like smashed to pieces. Not fun. I'm waiting for the day for me to find the dead body of my fears. It'll be a Saturday night. The dead body of your dreams. You'll be be out on on town for a night of your life. Working those streets and then... flash dance. You'll get on a chair of water. You'll get on a chair, try to pull down the water. Dead body. Dead body. Blood. (laughs) Bucket of blood. So the second one was when uh, I was working at... And we were letting out the last showing of the night. And there's always, like, three or four of us on staff. And this old man is coming out of... I don't even remember the movie, which is the saddest part. And he's walking through the lobby, and he just fucking collapses and doesn't get back up. And uh, his wife was hysterical. But uh, when they came in and got him, he Mm. was not alive. The movie was uh, how Stella got her group back, too. I was going to say Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. (laughs) You it know, was just that. I wanted to die after that too. That bad. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, it also. I like this conversation. It also <laughs> could. Have been, what was the movie? That I think that's the ultimate mystery. What? What made that guy die? What did he see? Was the, it the ring? It was <laughs> the Mummy featuring Jack Nicholson. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Hi, I'm the mummy. And I'm Jack Nicholson. Here's mummy. <laughs> I think, uh, so the, th- so the third, <coughs> the third time, uh, that guy might not have been dead the last I saw him, but with the amount of blood I saw, this dude was absolutely fucking dead. Was it in the liquor store? Yeah. That one, okay. The liquor store story. Oh, yeah. oh uh, that's, that's episode 66. I was very optimistic. If anyone goes back and listens to episode 66, I was very optimistic. But the more I think about it, that dude did not look good when he got helped out of the store. Yeah, that's... He had to have died. No one ever talked about it because oh. now the liquor store changed locations. So everyone oh, forgets. Oh, is that why? Everyone forgets. But daddy always gets a taste. Daddy always gets a taste. I'm so, so yeah, I, I don't think so. It happened in October, and the store didn't change locations till I would say like this February. So like six months later, four, okay, four months. So his death, he didn't like. When did the liquor store change locations? Okay, it wasn't July. Well, I don't know which one you're talking about. The one. Okay, that one literally just changed like two months ago. I thought it was the summer. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't go to the liquor store enough. I didn't, that's why I. I did not trust your logic. Yes, I know, I know. I um, I do think it was. I don't in the drink enough of the point. booze. I think I was the alcohol. To, I, I want to see, see the more. I was supposed to go to the store to pick up something for a party at some point in the summer, and I remember being very upset that the one I go to is closed. It was definitely. <clears throat> it was still around in September. Because my papa, he it loves... It might have been Halloween then. He so loves October. his Grey Goose, and he needed it from his birthday. So it was so. October to October, so yeah, it, was, okay. it was 12... Okay, it was a year away. A year away, so um, his haunting... Uh, his haunting was, was ineffective. Was, ...was not the reasoning why um, the closing and the moving. No. Okay, well, good to know. they would have been out way faster. Anyway... But he was, um, a, he was an older gentleman in general, right? He was. 
apparently he was in his 50s, which oh. doesn't seem that old. But he sliced from, like, here to here. And you could just see everything. Yeah, that's... Jeez. Like a meaty taco. Unless you were trying to commit suicide, uh, that's not a good thing to do. Fell on a glass bottle. Just ripped up his fucking arm as he fell. <sighs> Alcohol. Fell right into it. Son of a bitch. They really bastard. need more security there. On that note, I think it's time. You know what this show is about. We read some stupid fucking stories. So, uh... But what f- are they called? I, it depends on the source. Tell me, what is this show called? Lots of pasta. Lots oh my god! Of pasta. Did you know if you're vegetarian? Hit that subscribe button. Uh, you can have tofu. Hit it. Tofu. Pasta. Hit it. So, uh, the first story I found, I thought was pretty funny that we can read this um, together, because the title is something I think each of us can find some humor <laughs> in. Uh, it's called "I am currently sitting locked in a resort room in the Dominican Republic." <laughs> right after I hit submit here, my wife and I will attempt to run, and I really hope this goes through. <laughs> God. And this is actually from Reddit No Sleep. Oh my God. I want to know what resort this is at. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that's, you know. I want to know. Question number one. Oh my one. God. I bet they booked with Expedia. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. good luck. No, this is how they, it, it ended up. Yeah, they definitely didn't yeah. use their travel agent. I <laughs> really hope they wrote a review after their... These are local they, yeah. hey guys. My <laughs> wife and I will attempt to run to the nearest Wi-Fi cafe to write a review <laughs> with Expedia of this resort. That's the real time. And go. Yeah. Listen, if you're not using a travel agent, I mean, are you really even living? Are like you a, even traveling? Like, it's free... <laughs> hey, 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 hey. It's free real estate. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, I think we're going to share this one because it's a little bit longer. Yeah. And I think the way we should do this. It's okay. I'll throw in some cute comments. <laughs> throw in some, I'll throw in some cute little ditties. <gasps> I, I think we should. Yes! You do know this. I do know this. Okay. Oh, I'm going to tell all of the people I know. So, um,. Do you want to start it? I don't know. Okay. Or do you want me to start it? You start. You, I don't know, you tap me in whenever you need me to... I think at some point... So, I think you should do dialogue for everyone first. Okay. And then, at some point halfway through, we'll switch characters. And then you can paint me like one of your French girls. And then Frowns will get his own story. Okay, Frowns. Again, I am currently... Sitting locked in a resort room in the Dominican Republic. Right after I hit submit here, my wife and I will attempt to run. And I really hope this goes through. This is from Reddit No Sleep. Bet they're on a sunscape. Here they're not. <laughs> Look, I know putting this on No Sleep looks like a regular story, but this is quite literally the only website I'm able to open, and even this submit page is still loading, so I'm not sure what is happening here will even reach you. It's currently 12 p.m. here in the Dominican Republic, and as I'm writing this, my wife's by my side, crying and begging me to get the fuck to the airport and get away from this hellhole before something else happens. I didn't get my swim out room! I'm trying this, as I have the hardest time thinking straight right now, so forgive all mistakes you'll see. I'm thinking gay. (coughs) I had no time for that shit. I was I'm, chortling. 
I may be crazy. I don't know. You tell me if I'm exaggerating. Oh, you probably are. You fucking are. For wife, sure. Wife just told me to ask here if anyone reading this is in Punta Cana and willing to take us to the airport. We're in Bavaro Princess Resort. Oh, that is a... No, Princess is pretty. Isn't that the, the higher up? It says, I know you think I'm, and then it stops. And that's when he died. Story is done. We arrived here yesterday evening. We love all-inclusive resorts. Have done many, and all we wanted was another uneventful vacation. I think I may have fucked this up somehow. Long story short, at the check-in, I asked the receptionist if he could upgrade our room to one with a beach view. He said no. But the couple at the counter next to us got their upgrade, so I asked him why he couldn't do the same for us. I may have been a little rude. I'll admit that. He responded with, Sorry, no upgrades. I wasn't gonna fight shit. I was in paradise. And no speak English. On vacation. I was planning on spending much time inside the room anyways. And my wife. And the maid. And the butler. <laughs> and, and my hand. And the sous chef. And the shower. And the hot jacuzzi. But as he handed us our keys and we started walking away, I heard him mumble. <laughs> Americans. Under his breath. Now, I'm not American, <laughs> but this shit did piss me off. Excuse me? I asked as I walked back. Americans? Dude, you only got a job because of American tourists. How about being grateful? He looked at me with rage in his eyes. I guess he has to deal with all kinds of assholes, but I wasn't giving him much of a hard time, so I was puzzled as to why he'd act this way. I expected him to blow up on me, so he was Iranian. Mm-hmm. Oh. As he looks like... Oh, I thought you were going to say gay. I started going like this. It was gay. Blow. Yeah. Can no. I insert a joke here? I'm going to insert a joke. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you know... Um, you know that uh, Allah is the one true God, right? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the creation of the world started with a big bang. Allah Akbar! Yeah. Dumb. Oof. Dumb. He looks like he hated me with every molecule in his body. However, he just started smiling. I do apologize, sir. You're absolutely right. Long day at work. Please accept my apologies and allow me to look for a better room. It's the fucking death room. <laughs> death upgrade. So I was still a bit ag- aggravated, but hey, dude apologized and there was no reason to get him in trouble. Oh, here, I found the VIP suite for you. Free of charge upgrade. He handed me a new set of keys and called for bag boys to come. No need. We only have one bag. Oh, no. Hotel rules, please. He said as he started speaking to bag boys in Spanish. Adelaide! Spanish. They see Arriba! They oh, seemed okay. to argue for a Tequila! One of the guys even looking at me while responding to the receptionist, but I didn't really care. I just wanted to get my hands on some cool beer and enjoy the rest of the night. 
After and some 30 years And some church. After 30 or so seconds of them visibly arguing, one of the guys came up to me. Sir, if you please, follow us. Walking into our room complex, you could tell it was different than your standard building. It was a set of nine, maybe ten rooms lined up in a U-shape. Right by the before. ocean. I just found it. This is what it looks like. He even plugged a picture. Uh, oh, it's on, uh, it's on Google, Google Earth. Earth. Shout out, Google Earth. Our, our, our building is the one on the top right next to the ocean. The first thing I thought was strange, but I ignorantly wrote it off as a cultural thing, was the t- way the two bad boys behaved once we walked up to the building. Follow me, please. The first guy said as he took the lead. The second guy walked up behind us. The first bag boy would turn on the light ahead in the hallway, while the guy behind us turned the one we just passed off. I thought that was somewhat weird, as it was already dark, but I assumed it was their way of, I don't know, preserving electricity. It just felt off, walking through the hallway one light at a time, with bulbs behind us being turned off one by one. This is your room, sir, he said as they opened the door. I dug into my bag to grab a $5 bill, but was surprised to see the two of them already walking away. Hey, guys, your tip! I yelled. I know those dudes don't make much, and something as little as five can make their day. That is true. They looked at each other, exchanged a few words, and reluctantly walked back. This was all definitely strange, but man, I was in Dominican on vacation. I refused to be engaged into anything that didn't involve drinking. Thank you, sir. The guy said almost nervously as I handed him the bill. And sir? He continued. Uh, we have to go. The second man grabbed his arm. Sorry, lots of work. No time for chat. Sorry. I watched them walk away the same way we came in, turning the light ahead on and the light behind off. Soon we stood in a dark hallway. Well, that was weird. I said as we walked into our beautiful room with an ocean view. Wife and I spent the evening trying out different... At the main bar. Life was good, man. I'll admit, we got tipsy to say the least. Fucking hashtag lit. Walking back to our room as we passed the pool by our building, we heard loud laughing. Are there people having a party there? Let's check! Trish said as she poked me. Hope it's a topless pool. When we walked up to the pool, we saw only one person. It looked like an oldish lady standing by the microphone, which I assume was used for pool parties. Topless pool parties. She was just laughing into the mic, no words, just laughing. Tits out. There was definitely nobody around her. Only light at the pool was directed at her. The rest of it was dark. Almost as if she were on stage or something. Trish and I looked at each other and chuckled. I guess some people just couldn't handle their alcohol. It's 50s night at the Silver Clam. She's given a mean ass shake to its life. <laughs> Shaking those sandbags. Oh, they're down to her hips now. As we walked yeah. away, the old lady kept laughing. That laugh following us down the path, her never saying a word. <laughs> Fun times. When we got to our building, it was completely dark again. This can't possibly be about saving electricity. I mumbled. Look, the building down the road has all its lights on. Oh, well, 
we turned on all the lights in the hallway. Screw that creepy on-off shit. As we laid down in our bed, I noticed the clock was stuck at 1 a.m. That was strange, considering it was a digital clock, but I couldn't be bothered to care. It took about 10 minutes for us to pass out. Alcohol and traveling will do that, I suppose. I woke up around 3 a.m. I know, because I looked at my phone room clock. It was stuck at 1 a.m. I always wake up when I drink. Dehydration, I think. I noticed my wife wasn't in bed. Then I heard her crying in front of our room door. What the fuck? I thought. Did Trish get that drunk? I opened the door, but there was nobody outside. All lights were off. I turned them on, looking for my wife through the hallway. I even walked around the whole building. No dice. When I walked back to our room, puzzled more than anything, I found Trish sitting on the bed. Who were you talking to? She asked me. I was looking for you. You're drunk. I can't believe you. You become such a lightweight. She said as she laid back down. I heard you talking to someone outside for the last five minutes. You guys woke me up. I wanted to know what in the world my wife was saying, but really it was 3 a.m. and we were drinking, so I figured it was a combination of those that made us hear things. I laid back in bed and started dozing off. Then I heard a soft knock on the door. Uh, hearing shit again. I thought as I rolled over, crying at the door. I sat up. Okay, I wasn't imagining this. I could hear it again, and I was sober by now. Trish, wake up, Trish. I shook my wife. What? Why won't you let me sleep? Can you hear that? What? Listen. She sat up, and we listened. For a few seconds, everything was perfectly silent. As she looked at me, with irritated expression, soft cries broke under our door again. Trisha's eyes widened. What is that? She asked, obviously scared. Obviously. I don't know. I'll look. I quietly got up and walked to the door. I looked through the peephole, but all the lights were off again. Fuck it! I opened the door. It's the old woman. In front of me stood a little girl, maybe ten, I don't know, eleven years old, crying and looking at the ground. Hey there, what's wrong? Hey, hey. I asked as I squatted down. Trish, come here. There's a little girl at our door. The girl just stood crying and not looking at me. She was in her bathing suit and had a floaty thing, only on her right arm only. So I assumed she got lost at the pool probably a while ago. Did you get lost? I asked as I tried to have her look at me. Trish, turn on the lights in the hallway, will you? Don't cry, honey. We'll find your parents, okay? Why don't you come into our room? The kids started walking in, still not looking at me and still crying. Babe. I heard my wife Babe. say. Babe. Hold on. She's coming in. I said as I watched the child walk in. Babe. I looked back. Trish ran by me, revealing a fully lit hallway. At the door of every room in our building stood people. Men. Women. Children families. They all stood at their doors looking at us, all smiling. Not creepy smiles, but just, I don't know, regular smiles. What the fuck? I whispered as I took a step back, bumping into Trish. What's going on in here? I don't know. I don't know. Close the door. Close the door, please. Trish begged, squeezing my hand to the point of pain. I slammed the door shut as goosebumps overtook my body. What was that? (laughs) Were they just standing there in the dark? I mustered to ask, but no, I catch up. Thank you very much. To ask (laughs) as I turned towards Trish. I don't know, can we call someone? Front desk? Someone? That wasn't normal, right? 
Trish kept firing at me, not letting go of my hand. Then we heard coughing. Coffer, the little girl. We both turned to our bedroom. In the middle of it, facing us, but still looking down, stood the child. Hey there, hey, are you alright? I asked as I took steps towards her. She must have been terrified. She was still sobbing, but then she looked up at me, stopping me in my tracks. Are you... are you okay? Are your parents outside? I asked from what I thought was a safe distance. The kid was still crying, but then she started coughing more and more. I could see the pain in her eyes. I wanted to help. I did, but something in my mind was telling me not to. That and my wife not letting go of my hand. Coughing got worse and worse. Don't go close. Trish begged from behind me. Help me! Child mumbled in the quietest voice as she raised her hand toward me and a second later, she started vomiting. She held her belly with one hand, the other pointing at me, and she vomited and vomited on our bedroom floor. I've never seen a human puke that much, let alone a kid. We stepped back, terrified. Funny how something like this can sober you right the fuck up. She finally stopped and looked back at me. She was now smiling. Get her out, please, babe, please. Trish pulled me back. I opened the door. Get the fuck out. I yelled. Out. She gave me another smile and started running at me. I pushed my wife to the side a second before the girl ran by us. Applause broke through the hallway. All the people still stood at their front steps applauding as the child ran through the hall, holding her belly with one hand, others still pointing ahead. They were all looking at us, laughing and clapping. I slammed the door and immediately looked through the people one by one. People went by inside their rooms. It was strange as fuck. They stepped into their rooms backwards, like they were drawn back in. I don't know. As the doors closed behind them, lights in the hallway automatically shut off. What in the world was that? Are they like animatronics? I don't know. It's like one of the like puppeteers in like Disney. It's a great big beautiful tomorrow. <laughs> See, everyone has wells. Everyone. You give five star review, please. Yes. Five star. We good. We good, yeah. I cursed as I turned to Trish and all this horror. I didn't even know how terrified my wife was. Babe, babe, let's get out of here, please. She begged as she pulled me away from the door. Oh, where can we go? It's the middle of the night. Let's call someone. Something, please, please. She cried. I picked up the phone and dialed the front desk. Yes, sir. How can we help you? They answered almost immediately. Yes, listen, something is wrong with our building. There is a kid crying, puking in our room, and everyone was at their doors in the middle of the night, and I don't know, something's wrong here. I see. <laughs> they said in the calmest voice, as if this was a normal call. I can see that you're in our beach VIP building, yes? <laughs> yes, I think so. Can you send someone out here now, please? Not until the morning. Sorry, sir. Listen, something's going on here. I'm telling you, these people aren't right. Silence. Hello, are you still there? No answer. The bitch puked on my floor! <laughs> Housekeeping? Housekeeping. I sleep in it. I've got puke oh, no, titties. No, no, no. Clean me up. More lemon pledge. This is an ocean oh, view. I wanted an ocean front. Lemon pledge. Lemon pledge. Jesus. I slammed my phone down. 
They aren't coming, are they? Trish asked. We spent about an hour talking, talking, and listening for any outside sounds. Logically, we couldn't figure out what had happened out there. This wasn't right. Or am I crazy? I mean, it was 3 a.m., and everyone was standing at their doorsteps in the dark, smiling. Not reacting to anything, and then clapping when a sick girl ran through the hallway. (laughs) I don't know, man. And the girl wasn't normal either. It was bizarre more than anything, you know? Trish finally started falling asleep around 5.30 a.m., exhausted from crying. I couldn't. It was still dark outside. Around 6 a.m., I got up to go to the bathroom, and when I got back, I found my wife in the corner of the room looking petrified. Don't hurt me, please! She yelled at me. Babe, it's me! Look, it's me! I said semi-calmly as I walked towards her. Stop! 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 She tried crawling back even farther into the corner. Babe, it's me, your husband. You had a bad dream. She calmed down. What were you doing in the closet? Trish asked, wiping her tears. I was in the bathroom. No, you were in the closet, I swear. She said as she walked by me. She opened the closet door. Look! She whispered, stepping back from the closet. I walked up to it. On the closet floor laid a thick rope. It was tied in a hangman's knot. Jesus Christ, someone's really fucking with us. I grabbed the phone and dialed the front desk again. No answer. Fuck this. Fuck it. Let's go. I grabbed Trish and pulled her to the door. As I opened it, she screamed. At the door stood the same little girl, vomit still all over her bathing suit, and around her mouth, she was still holding her belly while pointing at us, and she was smiling again. Lights in the hallway came on one by one, revealing everyone at their front steps looking at us. What the fuck do you want? I screamed with anger, fear, and mostly frustration. What the fuck is wrong with all of you? The girl raised her right hand above her head. She squeezed her fist and tilted her head, mimicking a hanging. Laughter broke through the hallway, and then everyone else, one by one, started doing the same hanging gesture, sticking their tongues out, then laughing again. I nearly tripped over my wife as I stepped back and slammed the door. We can't leave, not right now. I grabbed Trish, my heart pumping with adrenaline. We have to wait until the morning. We sat on the bed, her crying, and me having internal monologue on what the fuck's going on. So here we are. This has all happened a few hours ago. It's uh, 1.30 p.m., 103 p.m. Fuck. I just noticed the clock started working, if that matters. Looking through the peephole, I see nobody outside. We're getting ready to run out of here. No real plan yet. I know that we will get to the front desk and see what the fuck is happening. We probably will leave. I'm not sure yet. Waste 3K over some assholes probably just fucking with us. One thing I do not know is we're not spending another night in this fucking room. That's how it ends. Okay, well, first of all, someone give that kid a Pepto-Bismol because obviously she needs <laughs> Got it. Got some... Don't real drink the water. Yes, exactly. She... Yeah. Hopefully she didn't get the traveler's diarrhea because right. that comes next. <laughs> so, um... I, I think it's fun that it, it just ends... You know, there's no follow-up. They just say that they're going to make a run for it. And, you know, there's no there's no edit post like, hey, we made it back. Like, we're fine. Well, I hope they, they uh, hope they change Right? Doesn't that flight? make you think that they fucking killed right? them? Oh, that's true. Yeah, if there's no follow-up. Mm. You, think they're, you think they're fine? No. Fuck <laughs> that. Hell no, they're not fine. Some little, kid, some little kid torments you in paradise. This is what happens when you fucking book Breathless through Expedia. You get booked into a bar solo, <laughs> and uh, you're fucked. 
Not the good way either. No, no. man. <laughs> the bad, bad way. way. No, when there's little kids involved and they're sick, you know, it's either that they just, you know, have an upset stomach or they're possessed by a demon. And it's yeah. never like Spawned okay. In their room, like, fuck. Maybe, slipping. maybe. Uh, what, what, why? Why would this happen? What's it about? Is it some haunted property? Maybe they uh, built the Bavaro princess on some, you know, old burial ground. With lots of old Dominican ghosts and skelly bones. I thought it was going to be that she, like, drowned at the water park there. And that's why she was puking up all the water. Because you don't want to have water park water I in your mouth. I thought spirit, too, uh, until she started, like, doing serious shit to fuck around with them. You know but was I she, think? like, having fun with them? I bet them? it's a cult. Really? Les Baños Mexicanos cult. But how do those people in the other room? I just know? think it's the people. I think it's the killing section, and I think everyone standing in the rooms are people that work there, and they're just you know. They're gonna kill that's, with that's them. the kill section. That's where people go on their breaks. They kill the annoying tourists. Ah, know. that would be fun. That would be. That's a, That's kind of sad to bait the little the little girl then to put her in there. I don't want to go to like a resort now because they have access to your room. Oh, uh, yeah, they do. Well, that's why I thought she was crying at one point. She said he was in the closet. So someone put the hangman's noose there. I have no doubt that someone just came into the room and... It was our Kelly, put wasn't it? Put it in the closet. In the yeah. Closet. So with Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Monsters. I'm trying to find something good for uh, for Franz here. Mr. Boo-hoo. Oh, guys. What? <laughs> what? Why are you whining? Oh my god. I really wanted a new set of titties, but my mom said she couldn't do it for me because she just bought me a new ass like six months ago. Oh, sorry Santa didn't give you the Christmas present that you wanted. He told me to sit on his lap, but he lied to me. He said he'd get me. Well, the reason why he had you sit on his lap is because you had that new ass. (laughs) I wish I never had it. (laughs) I thought you... (laughs) I thought you listened enough to know. <laughs> I really should have just spent the money on an Ariana Grande meet and greet. <laughs> That's one of the best lines. That's a good one. Oh. You're going to love Big Mouth. <laughs> that line. Gonna- that line. <laughs> That line is from Big Mouth. Oh, really? And that's what that's one of the characters. You should have just let him know that Frowls McBoohoo was just so inventive that way. I'm a piece of shit. No, no, don't say that. No, I'm Captain Death, and I approve of this message. (laughs) You're not a piece of shit. No. I'm trying to find something short and quick for you. Should I just go to toast uh, for the rest of the episode? Can you find something I read in the, my Asian voice? Absolutely not. Uh, oh, can I read it in the German voice? Yeah. No. <laughs> you can read it like, oh, a, normal. You're like, you Uncle read it like a normal person. <laughs> you're like Uncle Brom. <laughs> Does Frowns even have a normal? No. 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 When I, I first, like when I first came, my, my allergies used to be so bad, so everything <laughs> so, sounded awful anyway, so... Yeah. I just love how right now you're just, like, so feeling yourself. You're just like... Kendaro Saki Saki. Oh, I saw you the way we do it. It's the Germans, yeah. Why? And Uncle Brown will be... <laughs> oh, this could be fun. Oh, what's it called, yeah. 
It's called the perks of working in a funeral home. <laughs> oh, it's the perks of working in a funeral home. I like how the PM perks is capitalized. Yeah. Have you ever spent your Ugh. entire day in the cadaver lab, yeah? You have a free access to the bodies. And it's not like they can complain or file a sexual harassment lawsuit against you. I love how high-tech your uh, sexual harassment Hender, don't touch that shit, silly bear. I really want my fucking cookies. Sit regular. I like how you're like, you know the rules on this show. No eating. You can eat my dick. The perks of being a wallflower in a funeral. <laughs> yeah. All the bodies are gay. <laughs> and I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Starring Ezra Miller. Gay. The perks of working in a funeral Starring home. Starring Jack Nicholson. Hey, I'm the gay. Nicholson. I'm a gay hey, wallflower. Oh, here's Flowey. Working in a funeral home doesn't have many perks. So when one presents itself, it's important to jump on it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Not at all. Rigor mortis. Am I right, bro? <laughs> Rigor bonus. <laughs> um, that's why closed casket funerals are the best. You know the ones I'm talking about. People who died in car accidents. Fires. Shotgun suicides. Mexican standoffs. Firecrackers being shot out of your anus. Back alley handies Jeez. gone wrong. <laughs> Yo. Breakfast cereal accidents. Breakfast club. <laughs> Molly Ringwald in it's the breakfast club. It's kind of funny club. that we were talking about death earlier in the stories about dead bodies. Bodies and bodies and bodies and bodies and bodies and bodies bodies bodies. Hey, you know, if, if I got hit with a bunch of bodies... I'd be You'd dead. be like, bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, it's probably true. we need to close casket, this motherfucker. They drop, you ever think about dropping <laughs> six bodies on someone? That's like 600 pounds. That's that'll squash them. Well, no, no that's like squashy. saying they're that's in good health. Amount. Let's say they're obese. That's like 1,200 pounds. That's, like 1200 that's pounds. even more. What if, the, what if we had some morbidly <laughs> obese... Make people in there. Morning. Let's say let's say each of them weigh two fifty. That's like a Mick five thousand pounds. <laughs> it's like a Mick Whopper with cheese. <laughs> no, like five thousand Mick Whoppers with cheese. Well, anyway. <laughs> that's why I that. Fires, shotguns, hamburger buns. Oh, I see what you meant. Anything, Anything that, that destroys the anyone face. can fucking destroy a stupid fucking face. <laughs> Anything that destroys the face and head of the deceased. No one wants to look like a hamburger meat <laughs> in, a in a suit. suit. I'm not the hamburger. What about Mayor Mc? What about Mayor McCheese? Okay. The hamburger alert. He does a good up. job. He'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. There you go. He'll be fine. I was in charge of preparing the carcass of a middle-aged <laughs> woman who got an half of her head blown off in a gas explosion. <laughs> we didn't even offer up. <laughs> Wait, no. He didn't even. No. We didn't even offer. I'm struggling, folks. It's been a while. We didn't even offer her family the option of an open casket. The bitch was too damn ugly. <laughs> she was really fucked up! I'm sorry, but you're too damn ugly. And then it turns out that it was, um... It was actually, uh... Edward James almost. <laughs> this makes the next line really great. <laughs> the family gave us the, de 
the dead lady's favorite dress and some of her jewelry. I just really want to be buried in this dress. This is where the perks I mentioned before come in. Oh God. The bee, the beavered. Bereaved. <laughs> you say beaver? Yeah. The, the, bereaved. the bereaved are always so trusting. Over the course of the next three years, I've had that job. I'm. <laughs> Over the course of the three years, I've had that job. I must have pawned $10,000 worth of necklaces and engagement rings and all sorts of other sentimental crap. See, this entire time I thought he was fucking the dead bodies. Yeah. This is so much worse. <laughs> oh, you fuck me! He's Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey Rosenstein Funeral Jew and Associate Services Funeral Home. Do you think, like, every time someone walks in, it's like, oh my god, why does it smell like I a filka fish in here? I just want you to know she always here? does this. <laughs> I smell smoked salmon and capers. Are you having lox bagels? No, Mom, just close your legs. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Read the story. I figure it's a victimless crime. The families think it's in the coffin with their busted-up relative, so they're happy. And the dead person's dead, so they don't care. They're in a better place, right? Anyway, you should have seen my face when I got the jewelry to bury with the gas explosion lady. One look it caught my attention immediately. It was fucking huge and looked like solid gold. I opened it up and saw pictures of the dead woman and the others who looked like her mother, grandmother, and maybe even her great-grandfather all smiling happily for the camera. The locket had space for five or six pictures. I figured it'd be perfect for my girlfriend. She loves She loves big, old people. She loves big and gaudy things. Like my dick. Yep. We lived three towns over, so there wasn't a chance she'd get caught wearing it. I pocketed the locket. I pocket locket. Pocket rocket. <laughs> I pocketed the cocket after everyone had left, and I finished working on the dead chick. I wheeled in the coffin to the fridge and headed out. Liz was making dinner when I got home. Oh, boy. I don't know if I can... I hope not. More like Liz was eating dinner when I got home. I figured I'd wait... Where's mine? I figured I'd wait until bedtime to give her the present. She ate... We watched a movie and got ready to turn in. After Liz got out of the shower, I surprised her with the locket. As I expected, she ate it. I looked comically... It looked comically large on her tiny frame. <clears throat> the gold heart full of pictures was the size of a deck of cards against her chest. I thought she looked ridiculous, but she couldn't get enough. She opened it and flipped through the photographs, and then she closed it, sat me down in her desk chair, and ate my cock. <laughs> and unzipped my, my pants. Toward the end of one of the greatest blowjobs of my life, the sound of the dangling locket banging against her hardwood tits was starting to break my concentration. But then Liz did something she'd never done before and 
gobbled it all the way down. <laughs> all right, you keep your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, all the way. And that was all it took. <laughs> No, it's just like one, like a tin, like a bullet hitting a tin, like, ding! Oh, I thought I said blindfold, and I, I, I felt like Bird Box. Bird, her Bird Box. I wouldn't want to know about that Bird Box. No! <laughs> Fucking danky stank box. Oh, no. That's a dog, is this? It's a dog. I think about it. It's so dark and cadaverous. Stop. Stop. <sighs> The snack that smiles back when the world had unblurred and I could move my body again. I patted Liz's head and told her I didn't want her to know where she learned to do that. It's a dog! <laughs> but if she wanted to do it every time, she should feel free. Liz rem remained with her head between my legs. She didn't move. It is a no, it's a dead he put peanut butter on his He did. It's a dead body. And Liz is a dog. Liz is a dog. She's a bitch. Okay, Liz. I said, starting to feel oversensitive and uncomfortable. Still no response. Liz, I asked, starting to worry. I realized she wasn't breathing. Oh my god. What the fuck? <laughs> I yelled and pushed her back. She separated from me and collapsed on the floor. Her eyes and nose were bleeding. Panic filled me as I stared at her motionless body. Her bloody face was horrifying, but that wasn't what I was focusing on. It was the locket on her chest, the bright gold locket that now glowed dull red. It opened up on its own. My eyes widened as I saw the oldest picture, the one of my great, the one of the great grandmother had changed. Her smile had become a scowl of rage. I see you sitting. That's Page after page turned, and I saw the once smiling women were all frowning with hatred and indignity. The photo of the women I'd stolen in the locket was next. Her expression was one of something seethingly animositic. I tried to fix it, I couldn't. <laughs> the paralyzing terror kept me rooted to the chair, and I wondered how it could possibly get any worse. And then the page turned again. There was another picture, one that hadn't been there until right this very moment. It was of my dog, Liz, with bloody streaming from her eyes and nose. In the picture carved across her forehead with vicious Precision was the word thief. Cunt. <laughs> Probably more appropriate. <coughs> Only once the word started to appear on her forehead in real life, invisibly etched by some malevolent ghostly hand, did I begin to scream. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, I we didn't really talk about the source where this story was from. This, uh, this is from Unsettling Stories. I'm sure, I'm sure most people who know that source with us would find that none, none at all surprising because that source is known for, um, gross, gross out horror. I've got to tell you though, that Liz, she gives one hell of a blowjabe. That was her last You blow could jab. say it. 
took her life away. Was it that, or was it her eating the entire uh, five-course meal that she had cooked for the both That might have been it, actually. Liz was fat. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag, bitch got fat! The moral of the story is... Kill yourself. So... Brush sprout past them. No, we still have more to do. Look at this photograph. I think it would be, um... Behoovy? I think it would be funny. Bewildered. Look at this photograph. Every time it oh, does, okay. it yeah. gives yeah, 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 me yeah. So this is great. Um, we're gonna end this... We're gonna end the story with some troll pasta. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, ju- there's just enough to do some fun shit. I'm gonna do something that's called... A random encounter, which, you know, I'm used to a couple of those, from Troll Pasta. It's been a long time since we've read Troll Pasta. I want you to know that. It's been like a hundred episodes. It has. Wait. Welcome back. I know this may sound stupid, but this actually happened. It's my winter vaction. I'm headed to West Virginia to go skiing. I'm on a charter bus going there, but we stopped at a rest stop when I glanced off to the right where a clump of trees was. I thought I saw a man wearing a red suit with tan pants just looking at me. I turned to my friend beside me and point, but nothing was there. I didn't really see his face, but it was pale. It slightly reminded me of this Slenderman, a favorite creepypasta of mine, but this man was a little taller than seven feet. Plus, it wore a red, not black. I think it's talking about a tie. I ended up disregarding it and just enjoyed the rest of the trip. But the man's image was stuck in my head. The man wasn't really that creepy, but I still wanted to know about him, so I decided to look him up but found nothing at all about him. I'm telling you again, this really happened. I next saw him at the mall we stopped at. I was sitting on the bus with my mother since she was the driver. We had just gotten some Chick-fil-A. And I was sitting behind her to the right. I glanced up and saw the man walk out of my view. I leaned over to look, and he wasn't there. I looked around more, but he was nowhere to be found. Now, just so you know, he never did anything to harm me or anyone else on the bus, but it gave me an eerie feeling to think about him mainly because I didn't know who or what he was. I told my friend once again, he just gave me a look like I was retarded. I saw him again that same day, walking up to our hotel room. I saw him looking at me from around a corner. I got a good view of his face this time. He had no lips. His eyes, or lack thereof, were hollow and black. It felt like he was staring through me right to my soul. I grabbed my mother's shoulder, pointing the man ducking behind the wall. Ma'am, there was some man staring at me. I knew I couldn't say exactly what I saw or else she'd think I was hallucinating. (laughs) She walked over looking around the corner. There's no one near, honey. I looked as well. No one's there. 
This time it's not me, it's a girl who usually sat next to me. She was there again watching PewDiePie play Happy Wheels with me when she looked out the window and jerked back. Look out the window, she cried. I looked and saw the red man, as I started calling him, walking towards the parked bus, his lipless face in a grin, reminding me quite a lot of Jeff the Killer. I went wide-eyed as he walked towards the bus's door, his pale hand reaching at the handle. My mother was in the rest stop using the restroom. Everyone else was off as well, either buying snacks or using the restroom. But when my friend started screaming, my mother came running, wielding her stun gun. My dad had gotten her, the man jumping out the window after opening the latch to the fire escape. My mom got everyone onto the bus and drove off from the rest stop, only stopping once more for gas. My friend, the girl from earlier, was in our hotel room. She was going to sleep over here because her brother loved playing pranks on her. The red man, now a perfect way to. We went to sleep at 4.45. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night to my friend screaming. The red man was standing over her, tearing her abdomen open with its hands and teeth. My mother on the ground, her throat torn open. The creature dropped my friend and jumped at me. I drew my hands up for defense. I started thrashing about, punching, kicking, squirming, anything. I kicked the creature off and ran from the room, running down the hallway, hiding in the public restaurant. I sat in a corner and cried. Once I was cried out, I stood shakily and peeked out and ran back to my room. I saw the body of my friend and my mother and started crying again, wrapping my arms around my mother's abdomen. Something grabbed me. I turned. It was there. It shrieked at me before its clawed hand swung at me and I went black. Never and when you back. go black, you never, you never go, go back. back. I have a very important hey, question. Hey, I have a very important question. Yeah. That's actually true. Um, I haven't fucked a white man in a very long time. Can you tell me where they were on their way to? Was that Chick-fil-A? No, they weren't. No. <sighs> the first, where, were, where were they on their way to? Undisclosed location. I don't know. I told you in the first paragraph. Where yeah, were they on their I way to? I already deleted it. You know what I wanted and you couldn't give it to me. No, I honestly don't remember. West Virginia! Mountain Mama! Take to room! Country room! Alright, we got two more stories. Um, Fuck! This one, this is a good one. I'm gonna leave this one to Alley Cat. Ooh, I'm excited! A full Alley Cat! Story. This one is a troll pasta, which I, I want you to understand something here. Troll pastas are written purposely terrible. Yeah, I So notice. try to read them as terrible as you can. Oh, I don't speak English already that well, so this <laughs> probably should not be. Okay, this isn't too bad. No. Okay, okay, okay. It's my first time. I want to make this sure. This one's called a game of chess from Troll Pasta. It's just a game, right? When I was a little boy, <laughs> about the age of five, my grandparents told me a story that I loved. It was called A Game of Chest. I wanted to tell chest. me... <laughs> Your game of chess. <laughs> uh, I wanted to tell me it all the time, and I thought you'd be interested. 
Apparently my grandparents had made it up because when I looked at it up, there were no results. That is why I decided to tell you about a game of chess. Here it is, but the way my grandparents told it to me. <laughs> I like that you're not reading it bad. <laughs> I, the the way my grandparents told me, me it. <laughs> oh, fuck. The story. The story. Of a lovely lady. Three little bitches. In Western times, the way the outlaws settled things was a simple game of chess. Whoever lost was shot in the head, Easy. and their body was dismembered and buried outside the courtyard. That was when Peter Western, a dastardly outlaw, came into the small town. He played the sheriff in a game of chess. They had agreed that whoever lost had a hand over the town, and whoever won kept his town. They started playing, and the outlaw made a great move. The sheriff didn't know what move to make. He then did a horrible move and lost. The outlaw won and got the town, and the sheriff was shot. The point. <laughs> what about the deputy? Nope. It's not in here. The point of the story is that do not accept any challenge. <laughs> That's what I think. The reason is because the sheriff was a foolish enough to accept the challenge. What I do not like about the story is that the good guy lost, and I think that teaches something else. Something way, way more graphic than is meant to be thought. <laughs> Surely, when I asked my grandparents what the moral of the story was, my grandpa said, well, to the point, that story is not to be so foolish. If you are, then you'll accept any challenge. The scary part is that this happened when I was a kid, and that sheriff, he was my dad. <laughs> the ending. I was shocked about how my dad's dad gotten shot. I cringed when I know, looked it up. The following night, I got in bed. I then I had a horrible vision. It was my dad, and he was about six. He was staring at his dad, who was bleeding in the head. My dad was screaming and crying, and his mother came to comfort him. That outlaw came and shot his mom. The poor baby boy was then left on the ground crying. He kept crying until the outlaw points a gun at him, and I wake up. I was sweating and crying, and before I knew it, I had asked my dad about the same thing. Listen, son, my dad had said, my gun wound is right on my arm, right here. <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. My gun wound is right on my arm, right here. I shot Not the sheriff, but I did not shoot the deputy. Jamie's Maybe that's got the message. Gun. Maybe that's the message to leave with. Um, story. Don't play with guns. <laughs> Don't play with guns is the moral of that This is a good one, yeah. Have some fun. All right. I got. <laughs> God, that was terrible. Is that just me? That was fucking awful. So uh, the thing, the thing. I'm about... like waiting for like you know like no, oh like that was the shitty story. The gun went up his so, ass and then shot it so, two times and his head popped off and there was so blood I'm and learning, shit everywhere. I'm learning he something. Had it coming. He, he had, had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> I was... He only had himself to blame. So I think 
I think the real moral of that story is there's a reason we don't need <laughs> troll pasta <laughs> on the show anymore. That's why I've been so fucking long. Um, yeah, I, I think somewhere around the episode 30, we stopped reading them because they were terrible. Yeah. But I still, I still have a couple. You know, so we're we're finishing them off. You know what the real moral of the story is? Yeah, hit me. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Rub a dub dub. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the grub. grub. Yay, Yay God. God. <laughs> Thank you, Latoya. <laughs> Thanks, Latoya Jackson. All right, this last story is gonna be read by Franz McBoo. And lay it on me. This last story is gonna be read by Franz McBoo, and it is called. A walk in the park. A walk in the park. This is from Troll Pasta. Oh, that means I can read it in my German no. accent. Why, why, you know, let me do my accents on this Because it makes, it's, you ever, you ever eat a really terrible sandwich? What's, what's the worst thing you could think about putting on a sandwich? Dog shit. Ich bin Bruno! Alright, so what's the next thing that you could think about that's like just as bad? Is it Mayonnaise. Edible? I was gonna say pickles sometimes. <gasps> pickles are amazing. Stop it. Yo, I want some. This shawarma. is like a pickled dog shit sandwich. You add you add a fucking accent to that, and now it's a German pickled dog shit. When sandwich, I, when right? I come back, I want a shawarma. All right, so this next one is gonna be called a walk in the park. A walk. A Christopher Walken in the park. Please, please, dear God, no. <laughs> I will find you. I, I was walking in I the was, park. I was having a walk when my dog park. started to bark. And I took a dog shit. <laughs> I stepped into dog shit. <laughs> I found a knock. Alright, you're gonna read the story now. I was walking in the park when my dog started to bark. We went home to get some rest. I look at my trophy along with the best. I was going to bed. I woke up and found my dog dead. I was sad. My dog was mad. I had buried my dog who was the best who was going to get some rest. I wonder where he is now. He was loyal and could bow wow wow wow. I would do anything to get him back. I felt like I was in a snickersnack. No family, no friends. Is this how it is? One day looked through my stuff and I found myself in a pair of fuzzy cuffs. I was about put to sleep and I weep and I die. Goodbye. I felt great. No pain. I'm happy. No harm. No me. No more. No pain. It's good. I find it hilarious that you can't even read a terrible story correctly. I was walking through the park and then no, my dog, no, my done. pooper started to bark. Get those puppies! Puppies! Spots! This episode is dedicated to Glenn Close. What happened? Oh, where'd love, you go? I love Glenn Close. Where'd you go, Glenn? Glenn Coco. What's Glenn Coco? Guys, I'm really just looking at scalp scrubs right now. <laughs> I was seriously wondering what you were doing because I was like, is he looking at I've like... I've got like a scalp. I've got a scrubby scalp. I need to scrub my scalp. You got a scrubby scalp? I need to scrub my scalp with my palp and I stick my dick out. So that was episode 122 of Lots of Pasta, Yay! folks. If I'm not on... We, read a, st- we read a... We could read a couple things here today. Story one, that that one was, was about, fun. That was my vacation. And story two, that one was about Franz's new job. 
And story three was Yippee. some troll pasta that no one wants to remember. Mm-hmm. Nope. And so was the next two parts. So let's all publicly acknowledge that we're not going to read troll pasta anymore. <laughs> And, well, you know, dead. it's not a vegetarian <laughs> pasta. Troll so. pasta always, like, on a new person, always makes them think that, like, they never want to do this ever again. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I wasn't doing it wrong. Like, <laughs> is this really as bad as it is as I'm reading it? The answer is always yes. You floored reading shit. What? You floored. Yeah. At killed, reading shit. You killed oh, at reading garbage. Did I? Yes. Oh. Well, thank you. Yeah. Wow. yeah, you did really well. Come with something. I told her that she could come on the show. Praise with you. Praise Satan. You're a good um. You're Ball a good buster. opening act. Yeah, just opening. I like to yeah, think it I'm was a either myself act. or with Frowns McBoohoo, and I said just for the first time, let's do it with Frowns. I think. Uh, I think the next one. Frowns. I think the next one that you should you should do. Would be either with Spum and Cum. <laughs> yes! Yes! Or, or perhaps Mark Rooster. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is gonna be yeah. awesome, yes. So, I haven't even done it with Mark Rooster. No one has! No one has. I had him to myself. <laughs> that was episode 119. Uh, new, new person, Mark Rooster. Can he fly? No. Can he fight? Yes. But can he crow? Absolutely. He can. Rufio! <laughs> Rufio! You, you know, remember your mother, Peter? <laughs> I miss my mother. You remember your mother, Peter? I found my mom. I found my mom. Yes, I did! Listen. <laughs> yeah. Back on the topic of Rufio, I've, didn't we talk about this? Didn't yeah. we talk about this death? About the yeah. pill should have been black with a red stripe? Yeah. And then when you give it to people, like, they have to be You say bangerang. They say bangerang. Oh, no, you slip it in your drink and then you give them the bangerang. Yes, yes, give them the bangerang. Oh, man. That's really good. I'm... Rufio! Yeah, uh... So this was episode 122 with Alley Cat, Newbie, and... Francis Mispus. Looky, looky, I got a hooky. <laughs> is uh, is there? How did you feel about this episode, Alley Cat? Um, the experience in general was very uh. <laughs> mediocre at best. Go in this thing. No. I will come again. Oh, <laughs> it's the the nice and I will be on the show again. There the we ga- go. It's the gateway drug. Um, I do think you, me, Spum and Cum reading some toast would, oh, would be a really fun time. Because they don't have be. the attention span to read a longer story. No, so we would, we would either need to really. do a, a not hot but spicy episode with them or a toast episode with them. Because toast is like one and two page short pointless stories and not hot but spicy are personal anecdote short stories that are usually three or you know three or four pages long. I think that would be um, the most fab. Everyone who hasn't listened to those episodes, listen to I think seventy three and ninety six. I don't know. Spum and come. Look up the playlist on SoundCloud. That's the best way to listen to this. Everyone, listen to the SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud because I 
pay money to keep it online. And you know I won't listen. So can you please listen so do for it me? For him. <laughs> so do it. Do it for. Do it for me. <laughs> do it for him. Do it. For just do you. me. Just can you just do me? It's free if you do, do me. Do hey, frowns hey, big hey, boo-hoo. Hey, hey, it's free real estate. <laughs> do you have anything to add? Oh God. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us. See you later. Come and shake your body, do baby. Do that. Con- do, con- I, con- do, con- do I need like a like a sign off? Fuck you. Like like. <laughs> is this his sign off? This must be his sign off. He's stripping. <laughs> Private show for me and hey, Captain Hey, Jack. guys, I'm going to do it. One time. Wait. Oh, oh. No, no. He snapped his neck. He's, he's gone. Rest in peace. Oh, God, that fucker's dead. Thank Jesus. Can we read the Bible now? And then gone soon. there be light. And on the third day, I said, eat pussy. Two to the one, from the one to the three. I like good pussy and I like good trees. Smoke so much weed, you wouldn't believe. And I get more.